Hello and welcome to the Captain's Table, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Paul Berserker one Batman Shelley, your humble host and space bartender here at the Astro Pub and your facilitator here at the Captain's Table. Captain's Table is where I bring people from all over the Star Citizen universe to talk about the game, usually specific topics or uh, general news. Uh, and I've got these two wonderful folks here who are this not their first time here on the Captain's Table, but it's the first time they've been here together on the Captain's Table, but not the first time that they've been together, period, is uh, we will talk about probably a little bit here in the first place. Let's start with um, uh, the new face, but that's the new name since he didn't have his camera on the, lot, the first time he came on. Mr. Nightcop, who are you? What are you doing, Star Citizen? Where can they find you? That's right. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I am not actually a Perseus incarnate. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> As for where you can find me and uh, who I am, um, I'm Nightcob, as it says right there, with a one for the super extra edginess of the internet and stuff, because somebody took the I. Uh, I don't know how somebody claimed that name already. I'm curious to meet that individual at some point in time, by the way. Uh, and I'm a submariner by trade, uh, so uh, almost 16 years uh, active duty in the Navy. I've uh, been doing submarines the whole time, done fast tack, uh, and then also uh, Ohio-class guided missile uh, submarines. So those are my areas of expertise. And I'm specifically, uh, I'm an engineering, so I'm one of the propulsion plant supervisors for the nuclear reactor. So you glow at night is what you're trying to tell us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I glow in the daytime. I'm so pale because I don't get any sun. That's, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a vampire from Twilight. That is me. Uh, that's what happens when you spend months under the water. Uh, Why would you no call sun. yourself that? <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, look, I'm not proud of it. It's, just, it's like consequence. <laughs> All right, it's what you live with down there. Um, yeah, somebody said a Navy nuke. That's me. Um, and then you can find me on Twitch or, uh, by the same uh, tag there. And I've put some really amateur YouTube videos out there. But please, for love of God, don't follow me. Or like, there's so many better content creators out there to follow. I'm just gonna shill somebody else. I really don't want people following me on Twitch. Like as much as fools that would be. Like. I don't have a super smooth voice like Space Tomato or, you know, Celine Star Dragon. Uh, I don't have a majestic beard that deserves its own OnlyFans account like Captain Burks. So, you know, like, and then I'm not as cool as like some of the other military guys like Atira and Tree. You're going to pick somebody, follow one of those guys or Paul. Paul's the epicenter of uh, Star Citizen coolness. All the cool people come on Paul's show. Not That's this guy, but other cool, other cool people. Other cool people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, then we've got Atira Cal. Atira, who are you? What do you do in Star Citizen? Where can they find you? Well, all right. Hello, everyone. I'm Atira Kel. And I, you can find me at uh, YouTube forward slash Atira Kel. And then I don't stream. Uh, I'm sort of kind of known for my a soldier's opinion videos where I take a military profession and I break it down to the Nats ass detail. And then I talk about how we can gamify some of that into star citizens so that we bring, uh, as Jared would say, we take things to realism and then we, we dial it back to fun. Right. Which is kind of, kind of what I'm hoping that they, they take from uh, my videos. If anybody watches my videos, but uh, we're trying to replicate some of those uh, technologies. Uh, I'm a military intelligence officer in the United States army, 21, almost 22 years now. Uh, on my way to a glorious retirement. You know, they don't, they say old soldiers don't die. They just fade away. Yeah. I'll just fade right out. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> so a good chunk of that has been MI. My first three years were in armor. So I was a tank platoon leader and a mortar platoon leader. Uh, I've been deployed a few times to combat zones. Uh, yeah. 
I had a good time. I've worked at every echelon of the army tactical formation except the core. So kind of had experience broadly across the army. So, so I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked before, just so I can re- 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 reiterate. Do we need mortars in Star Citizen? Yes, mortars. <laughs> mortars now. And uh, the second of all, if anyone was to make a uh, a a light fighting vehicle, like an armor, uh, infantry fighting oh. vehicle, or an APC, which 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 group should make it? Which company should make it? Well, so that's an interesting question because <clears throat> Tumbrel. I think, if I'm not mistaken, there was an infantry fighting vehicle that was a civilian vehicle that they converted to a... Fun fact, that was the Cyclone. Was that the Cyclone? That was Is that the what cyclone. they're calling they, that? They retconned it into being the Cyclone. Was, oh, I don't like that was. at all. Yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> I don't like that at all. No, so never mind. I was going to say bring us that vehicle, right? Because I would love to see a retooled version of that deep lore yeah. vehicle. New manufacturer, maybe same manufacturer, but like... give So... Yeah, I, I would, I, I don't know. I, I, none of the current manufacturers, I would like to see a okay. new ground vehicle manufacturer. And, you know, I would like to see two vehicles, the APC and an infantry fighting vehicle. Okay. And as usual, I will say, um, something that fits in a Connie. Okay. Yeah. So um, six to eight personnel okay. packed so in the, um, uh, the other thing that I find out that you find interesting is that we know we confirmed with lore there are there, the Tavarin did make uh, uh, tanks because oh, ooh, yes I want one yes because you might, the, the, you might open my yeah. wallet with that <laughs> yeah because the Tavarin tanks the the story about the, that I learned with the Cyclone because the Cyclone was DX twenty was that there yes, was a DX twenty was was a um, the Cyclone is its military name. It was called the DX-20 as a civilian, and then when it became a military vehicle, it was renamed the Cyclone, and uh, which I don't, doesn't have a military designation like everything else does, like, you know, M544 or whatever, but it doesn't, you know. Uh, but it was the Battle of Argon Ridge in the First of Aron War where they they go, they tricked a Tavarin tank battalion in attacking them on a mountain and used the Cyclones uh, to be able to use point-blank uh, uh, attacks on on these Tavarin tanks, and which got the Cyclone its big, like, boost and used rockets in the back of Cyclones as in, improvised artillery and stuff like that. So yes, no, I like so, that. Yeah. Cool. Can I answer a quick question that I saw in chat? Sure. Uh, he said, "What's the difference between an APC and an infantry fighting vehicle?" So an APC does one thing: it carries troops. So if you were to Google the M one one three. Right. That's an old school infantry, mm-hmm. infantry, uh, uh, gosh, APC. I'm sorry. An infantry fighting vehicle is like the Bradley, the M2 Bradley. So it's got a turret on top. You look at some of the Russian stuff like the BMPs, right? They have turrets on top with 30 millimeter uh, cannons on top. That is a, a infantry fighting vehicle. So they have, um, whereas an imp, a, 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 an APC just gets you to the fight and they typically do not involve themselves into the fight outside of self-defense, right? Cause you, you don't have a lot to offer to the fight and infantry fighting vehicle brings a huge amount of firepower to the fight as well. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's designed as a light tank effectively. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, more or less. Yeah. 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 So. It provides usually, usually with transportation. Yes. Usually, well, not improvised, planned. I mean, but it is yeah. it is yeah. small caliber K 
cannons usually between 25 to 30 millimeter usually belt fed or in some cases magazine and in the russians case they had little i think it was 30 millimeter rockets they could shoot out the tube which mm. is kind of, or maybe that was only something else maybe mixing up my armored vehicles um but for those of you wondering it would be the difference between like like in star citizen it would be like a size two or size one gun on on, on it maybe a size three uh, not the size five that the the Nova has would be the, that kind of equivalent. Not something you're going to take out lots of armor with, but you, anyone who gets hit with it is going to feel bad the next day. <laughs> oh, a Bradley, a Bradley yeah. with depleted uranium 25 millimeter rounds will chew through a T-72 up through a T-80 yeah. without a problem. It will completely destroy it. So yeah, but it, it wasn't originally designed to take on tanks. It was designed no, to support it, but it will do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. With, with that being said, we're going to talk about uh, the Polaris. We're going to start with this one. So Atira, for those who don't know, um, ISC had an intro, like kind of the, showed us the interior workings of a Polaris and a little bit of the, the more of the exterior. So we'll talk a little bit about this uh, first. What's with you, Atira? What was your thoughts on the uh, Polaris rework? So I, I tried to, I'll try to keep my thoughts just to um, the layout, which I thought was, was really fantastic. Um, I really thought they did a really good, I mean, you know, I really wish they had taken it through like white box mm -hmm. instead of just the, the drawing they gave us. But I think they did a good job of putting all the pieces in, in the right place inside internals, making it kind of flow. Right. I, I still I, I'm very curious if it's going to remain at the five percent they said it was like two years ago, like it's five percent larger or is it much, much larger now? So I I don't know. Uh, but ultimately, I thought it was it was very, very cool. I, I went back immediately and I started looking at the uh, the store page and I'm curious if they upgunned it. So the original page, it was like there's there's one size six turret, which has two size five uh, weapons on it. And then they had, uh, I think four size five turrets with two size fives on it or something like that, which is, uh, you know, enough to self-defend long enough to get those gigantic torpedoes on the way, uh, to end a capital ship. So pretty, pretty excited for it. I think I also, the other thing I've said, and I'm not, I'm not stealing on a night cop center. Cause I know he has a lot on this. I think they reduced overall the crew count a bit, just a bit. Mm -hmm. I think they, they, it is. Yeah. I think they learned from some of their big ship designs. And so there's enough room for uh, 12 crew to sleep or 24 crew to hotbed. And then you got the captain in the XO. And so I think that's manageable even for a small org. Uh, whereas previously, I think it was like 27 or 30. It was a big crew count for a ship yeah. of that size. And uh, that was kind of unwieldy. So I think they did a really good job on, I think they think they did a good job at necking down the crew size. So that's why I'll leave it. It felt right. unnecessary too. Like it was like, like when they put like a crew count on that kind of like small and purposeful ship, I kind of like, well, yeah. I don't really know what all that crew is going to do. The you know, you got to understand Stump, this, that janitor who's going to have to well, be there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I guess. It's kind of oh, like a weird concept. Was great too. Yep. Gun. What? The what? The upgunned components oh, yeah, are yeah. amazing. Oh, okay. I was so excited. I was like, oh, yeah, that's where it's at because now I, I, it, it can hang. Yeah, I have my thoughts on it. But uh, uh, Nightcob, your thoughts on, on the, the, up, the uh, updates to the Polaris? Um, because for those of you who don't know, 
uh, I'm going to hit a little, a little bit of lore. There's a weird thing where the the Polaris is in fact named after a, a woman by the name of Hester Polaris, but it's like, why did you come up with that? Just just have it named after the Polaris, you know, missile submarines, because that's what it's it's literally a Polaris missile submarine is what it's supposed to be, uh, you know, because the, the, we used to use that was the name of ICBMs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, a long time. That's that's obviously the inspiration, but they came up with this other thing. So so it, it for. For so, I want to hear um, the submariner talk about about the space submarine. Uh, what what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, you know that was kind of the thing. He brought up the crew hot bunking and all that kind of stuff. Sorry for ghost dog in the back. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like that they have taken a lot of the space out of the common areas because it's wasted on a warship. That's not how we do real warships. Like you. I mean, the mentality is, all right, let's put all the space we need when we're designing a warship for the components, the weapon systems, the avionics, the, the necessary flight systems, everything that we need to support the ship doing its mission. And as an afterthought, we'll cater to the crew and the people that serve on it is pretty much the mentality. So everything else is like, what do we got left uh, in terms of space? And that's almost what it looked like happened when they were going back and doing the redesign. Because as they were going through birthing on that shot, I was like, ooh, that feels familiar. Relatively cramped, everything's real tight, they've got multiple bunks, you know, uh, vertically. And I was like, that's perfect. That's uh, that's starting to look almost like home. You know, of course the CO and the XO get big staterooms, and even that's relatively, relatively large staterooms. And even that's true on a submarine, and I really like that part about it. And, uh, you know, and they've got a torpedo room. They have a torpedo room. That's one of the things that I'm looking at, I'm like, and we're getting really close to sub territory. If it just, you know, you took off the turrets because we don't have those obviously anymore. The the days of the deck gun are long gone on submarines. Uh, it turns out you can't defend a submarine very well on the surface. It's pretty much just a target for everybody else. Uh, once you're surfaced, you know, the best way to stay viable as a submarine is deep, quiet, and you know, ready to. We're like the snipers underwater. You know, you fire off that first round and. You, know, you kill your target, and hopefully there's nobody else around, and then you're gone. Because once you once you fire off that shot, you've uh, given your position away, and that's where we make our money. So I kind of like that about the players. Not only that, but it's kind of it's kind of got that stealth profile. So I don't know. I'm starting to look at it more and more as a potential Perseus replacement. We'll see. We'll see. I love the Perseus though. Just a yeah. cool looking ship. Perseus right. is um, the best. Love it. Yeah. It's very similar profile in terms of what it's supposed to do as well. But the difference is, yeah. is that the, the Polaris actually has a medical bay, so it's a little bit more uh, survivable, as it were, a little bit more yeah. usable. So. Yeah, I, I will say this. What I like about it is it feels like a warship based mm -hmm. on having, like, it's got med bay, brig, an engineering, torpedo room, you know, the turret stations, uh, you know, the way they've got the quarters set up, and even the crew's mess. The messing area is pretty small, you know? Like, you're only going to get a third of the crew in there at a time if they stick with, like, the 12-ish crew on there. Um, I am curious to see how hot racking works out for, uh, you know, their intended gameplay in the future. Yeah, hot racking is something you, like, avoid, like, the plague on a submarine. Yeah, yeah like a great way to spread <laughs> disease. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even yeah. in the Javelin tour, they talk about it. Because you go to the, they the do. Place and they, they talk about the hot bunking yep. on the uh, on Javelin, how you don't have to do it. And then the the, the whoever wrote that did their research because the, the actor was just like, 
the, the actress is like, uh, don't ask me about hot bunking. It's terrible. Nobody likes it. Yeah, yeah nobody <laughs> likes it. It's still true to this day. And yeah. it still happens. So um, my, my, my thoughts on the Polaris was it feels like a mighty ship, like a ship that's barely contained with its new upgrades because half of that thing is just its components. It's like you just, yeah. it's like, just yeah. like slap, slapping a V8 into a Honda Civic. Like yeah, you could do it. It's barely going to fit the dang thing, but it, now it's going to like run. It's, it's going to rip itself apart in terms of its, its, uh, its capabilities. And that feels like a, the, what it's designed to do. It's designed to be well, tough, fast, hit hard and run away because it's not going to survive longer than a, that initial barrage uh, really well. It will uh, now, but you know, yeah, but it's, it's, it, I've always, I've been comparing it to the, um, the defiant in star Trek, the, yeah. it's, it's this t- tough little ship that's designed to do a, put out a lot of hurt while being in a tiny package. Um, yeah. See, but I see that. I mean, I see that as the Perseus. I see, I see Nightcob's perspective for the torpedo boat because mm-hmm. one of the things that I, they didn't mention when they were talking about the Polaris rework was the radar, which they didn't say was capital. Now it's been capital on the 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 site for it for mm-hmm. ages, and that always made me think, well, okay, this is like the the fleet's early warning platform, mm-hmm. right? And but then there were like shields, coolers, power plant, stop. And I was like, oh, did they lose the the capital sensor? So maybe they did. But to Nightcob's point, yeah, this thing out in the black on its own with a nice hornet tracker or a uh, a uh, terrapin floating, I don't know, ten thousand kilometers out and projecting back targeting information. And then you could, I don't know, however they want to do this, laze the target, which may not work because there's so much radiation in space anyway, but like there's, there's a way to passively mark an enemy ship and then have those torpedoes hone in on that in the quiet data space. And you just like, and then he just, he just vanishes right in a cloud of freaking smoke because he didn't even see those torpedoes coming. Yeah. That's what I would love for Polaris gameplay, right? It's not a brawler. It's hanging out in the black, just yeah. waiting for you to screw up. And then you just explode and you're like, what the hell happened? Oh, well. If it goes down that way, you sold, you just sold me on the Polaris. I'm not going to lie. That's, that's my <laughs> gameplay. Right like that's, there. Yeah. that's exciting, right? So yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm down with the, that. The, what I'll say is it now fits the lore of what it is because it was supposed to be the ship that was developed to fight the Vanduul. And it's designed to be super lightweight in terms of crew. So you don't have to put a ton of people in it, but it can dish out a lot more punishment than, than it can actually take. Uh, so uh, the thing that is noticeable, if you look at all of the ships post 27th century in star citizen, so like the javelin forward, all of the ships have slanted holes. Whereas if you look at the um, earlier ships, like the, I guess t- technically you have that with the Perseus as well, but if you look at some of the sh- some of the the vehicles and stuff like that that were built before that, a lot of them were more blocky, because mm-hmm. slanted hulls will because one the one thing that the Vandu like to do is melee, so they'll go yeah. in with their ships, even their bigger ships, and ram, 
So that that's their 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 main their main kind of offensive capabilities, getting close and ramming. So if you have something that can deflect that attack a little bit, even just by its natural built, uh, can can yeah help yeah a yeah. Bit. So, um, you know, but it's also designed to be a patrol ship. So it's designed to patrol areas to replace the Idris in terms of that role that it's doing right now, which is going behind the you know your friendly lines and patrolling an area and just enforcing the the peace flying the flag and everyone knows that you're there. So it's got to be tough enough to survive most pirate attacks, but it, it's got to be, uh, but not so tough that it's going to weigh it down in terms of its, its ability causing more fuel consumption, all that kind of stuff. So it can still work as an attack craft against the Vanduul. So that's what it feels like now with, with the, with the up gunned, uh, the up, up armored and up weaponed, uh, or not up gunned, up, the up componented, um, components and everything like that. So. I wonder if they did that because that's where they're at with some of maybe the, the missions they're writing for Squadron 42. Which, like, maybe they don't need a full interior rework, but they need, like, some kind of concept rework to get how that ship externally, at least, performs in the Squadron mm-hmm. 42 environment mission, like a fleet battle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't imagine an Idris... I mean, yeah, frigates can roll on their own. Mm-hmm. But in Star Citizen, it would always make sense to have at least a wingman out there with you. Uh, so, you know, having a Perseus floating nearby or, or something that can yeah, assist, right? I mean, I don't know. We'll see how the game goes. I mean, I know you, Paul, know the entire story, but <laughs> I don't. So I'd be really curious to see, like you said, like how they're going to use the Polaris in that way. So I don't know any of the Polaris. I don't know if there's anything in the <sighs> squadron. I haven't heard that. So. Um, but I do know that the players was built after the attack on Vega. So it's fairly recent in terms of an addition. So, which may, right, right, right. may put it at like maybe in squadron, but maybe in the sequels. Um, hmm. well, I would, I would only expect them to show up like when the, the Bengal shows up yeah. as like, yeah, like, as like, this is the state of the art ship. There's two or three of them in yeah. the, in the fleet protecting the Bengal. And then, you know, you got your frigates, you got your jabs, and you got your, your Corvettes out there. And, you know, your Corvette, in this case, because of what it is, should be a flanking ship. You want to push him out wide. You want to make the enemy kind of ignore them. And then they're dumping torpedoes into your yep. flank as hard as they can because they're fast, yep. they're agile, and you don't want them directly in the brawl. So. No. I, yeah. you know, if, if they script it that way, cause there is going to be a certain amount of scripting. I think I would be so excited as I'm flying around is like, maybe you who are the hero are either screening those guys for some type of alpha strike. So you're, you're keeping the fighters off of them while they reposition for that, for that flanking maneuver or, or like at the last minute, they come in out of the sun or they, they QD in right behind the Vandal fleet. Cause they're super fast. Yeah. And then they're, they're like, all right, oh, man, that'd be yeah. freaking tight. And they save the day, right? And that'd be the tits, man. I'd love that. Um, speaking of, of things that are not coming out soon, let's talk about the 318. <laughs> That's a terrible segue, but I'm going to do it anyways. It's cool. Uh, I like it. It's uh, cool. Dashing everybody's hopes. Uh, so uh, expectations for 318. We're not going to talk about dates. Uh, you know, as CG says, no dates. Um, yeah, but uh, 
the like what are you expecting based off of what we see what could, what kind is the vibe the feel the the general outlook of what 318 is going to look like to you we'll start with you on this one night cob uh i'm excited I, you know everybody keeps talking i keep saying so what's the new thing with 318 and everybody drops pes uh down right away and i think they forget like how many game loops are actually coming in with 318 like, I think it's huge that racing's coming. Mm-hmm. We've had racing ships forever, and outside of Arena Commander, there's, and, and whatever we build ourselves in the event, or, like, Atmo Esports, nobody's been using those for that game loop. And they're just like, oh, by the way, we snuck in, like, nine racetracks, and, nine. oh, by the way, the PU, yeah, nine, the PU <laughs> supports it, and there's actually, like, a tier reputation system, and all that kind of stuff. We just, we just threw that into 318. Enjoy, guys. It'll be fun. And I was like, that's huge. That's yeah. huge. Like, how how is not everybody like really excited about that? I mean, even if you don't race, mm-hmm. even if you don't race, there is a strong reason now to go to these racetracks and just park your ship and watch people do their time trials. Pack your eight ninety. They're going to be popular. Yeah, yeah. Pack your six hundred. See that? <laughs> I would love to see that where people are like in an eight ninety, just hovering around, people standing up on the hangar deck, just like watching, drinking oh, beers yeah. and stuff like that. I that's what I want to see. And, you know, with the new server caps, like that's totally possible to, you know, have more than a few people at a racetrack and then, you know, 890s flying or, you know, even just like people sitting on the back ramp of a Valkyrie, you know, as it's positioned in the air strategically around the track. That's I think that's super cool. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Not to mention the salvage game loop. I'm really excited to do the Orison uh, platform missions. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Like. Like they're given all kinds of points of interest and purpose, you know, things yeah. for us to go out and do and see again, tons of, what was it? 35, 35 new, uh, derelict outposts. And then you got the new Daymar crash sites. I am so uh, very looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then there's Relics. like a ton of rivers now on each planet, mm-hmm. a ton of rivers now yeah. on each planet. I'm about to do river racing. That's my, that's going to be my thing. I just want to get in a dragonfly and race down all the new rivers, uh, with, you know, somebody on the back and a rail gun. And just compete with like you know firing rail guns at each other while we're flying down the river in uh, dragonflies. That's my new. Come on, try. Um, so I I'm really excited about 318 from a lot of those standpoints. I'll do and that with you when my computer can run it. I'm down. <laughs> well, that that, down. that that's the other thing is 312 uh, Gen 12. Yeah, is coming yeah. out with it as well. So that that could also improve the performance. So yeah. Um, Atira, your 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 uh, thoughts on three eighteen, your expectations for three eighteen. All right. Well, Night Cobb just like read off the the freaking <laughs> re- release view for me. Thanks, man. Uh, so I'm here for you. <laughs> we can, let me get creative now. Uh, so yeah, um, <laughs> right off the bat, uh, love the. So I, I enjoy. I'm I'm not a PvPer in a ship, but I enjoy FPS stuff. Um, so giving us some stuff to do on those, those, um, I mean, I'll engage in PVP, but I'll lose like 80%, 90% of the time. Let's be real. But on FPS, I feel like I do have a little bit better chance. So the new missions on Orison, I'm really excited for because one, I mean, those were some fantastic locations to begin with. Yeah. And now we're getting to go back to them and either like give us some stores all right, over there that like are sometimes available and sometimes they're shuttered depending on the the criminal activity or whatever. Man, that that stuff's great. Um, 
bounties and assassinations and clears. Yeah, because I'm looking at the thing too. And it just all of that is excites me. I, I will say what I want them to do is apply that thought process to somewhere on Art Corp. Because Art Corp is just such an interesting place as well. And they really, ha- they were like, okay, here's, here's Coruscant and we ain't going to do shit with it. Yep. Yep. And you're like, oh, come on, man. Like there's some great opportunity there, uh, you know, as well. Um, give us some, uh, we can dive through some of these buildings, these research institutes taken over by criminals. Give us windows that are looking out over the city as we go through and we freaking mm-hmm. murder bad guys. I think that would be cool too. But yeah, I will be sated with Orison. Uh, I think the sand caves are going to be pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man. I can yeah, I mean, about that. Yeah. The sand caves. Sand caves are going to be cool. I, I, I've, I'm building a new computer right now at my feet to my left is all kinds of computer parts and stuff that are just sitting there collecting dust until everything else arrives. And being able to like max out the graphics and look at the, the, uh, the effects that are going to be inside those caves you know, the, the dust particles and the, the, the way the light shines in through, oh man, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. So I am you excited know, for that. You brought the whole art corp thing up and I will say, well, that's one of the things I'll bring it back to racing real quick. One of the things I was most excited to see is they're going to have a racetrack at art corp because I've mm-hmm. been looking for reasons <laughs> to go to race between those buildings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and now they're making it an actual like mission. And I was like, oh man, sign me up. I know yeah. a lot of people are not happy about it, but I was like, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready to race between the buildings. Our corp. It's a gorgeous location. Yeah. It, it's a fun place to go. We just don't have anything really to do there to do, to do there. And everything yeah. is out on the moons, which is fine, but I want to go on Art corp. So, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, feel like I'm in that blade runner esque dystopian mega city, um, which, you know, I think they actually kind of mixed Art corp with blade runner a little bit. So, and, mm-hmm. and Hurston, there's aspects of that in both. The other thing I'll say, I am a little worried about. I know they, they said, okay, we're going to Crusaders going to retake over and activate Karaya. Okay, cool. I, I feel like they, they kind of always miss the mark on what drives uh, PVP interaction. Right. And they always try to like build in game loops that define that. But the reason why Karaya was always PVP heavy back in the 2.0s is because there there was no there was no comm station that was monitoring you just go there and you kill and there was no consequence at all and And so naturally you could make money doing it too because of those 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 uh alcohol bottles you could collect which would give you a significant amount of cash for doing that yeah go sell your your uh your uh gosh what did they call them what do they call their uh they have a name for the commodity, but yes. Yeah. The, so there was fine one in spirits. Yeah. Yeah. Spirits, I think. Yeah. And then if you, if you do land a party on, right, you've got guys who would camp inside and just try to smoke people. So you'd have to go through and clear. And it was a constant, like when you were trying to clear there, like the, the station didn't have turrets that were actively trying to blow you out of the water. Right. That mm. was left to the player. Right. If another player felt like going to SPK and challenging you, they could. And that drove the PB, PVP aspect of it. And I thought that was really good. So I, I don't know how this is going to work. Like you're putting a crap ton of NPCs, turning this practically into a security exclusion zone. So, yeah, that's going to make it even harder 
I think for, for us to just get involved with killing each other, um, because that, that crime stat's just going to rack up because you're under constant surveillance. So I don't know, maybe it'll work out. That's just, that's my, really my only concern. I would rather they just drop the coverage for the satellite coverage of that and just let us go ham there again. And, you know, remember the old call, but like this org holding down SPK. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yeah. just like the whole server would be like, woo. And they'd go yeah. in and it'd just be this big freaking furball. And there's no crime stat or anything. You just go get blown up a million times and have a great time. And then, you know, either you won or you lost. So. Yeah. I, I, you, you, both of you brought up things that I had f- completely forgotten because of how long it's been in development, but people latch onto things like salvage and PES uh, a lot. Yeah. They forget just, there's just sheer numbers of stuff. That's coming in start into to three eighteen as well. I mean, we even mentioned the the go kart racing, which is just a nice little fun thing that, uh, that's there. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. nice little diversion. Yeah. But we need those. We yeah. need those yeah. in Star Citizen. Something, something to and, do. And don't get me wrong, I own a Vulture. I am stoked for Salvage, but everybody knows about Salvage. There's these yeah. other things out there that are also going to be pretty interesting to explore. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, there's, there's just, there's a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, the, the racing just mostly to watch, not to really race. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, to the missions, activating those individual platforms to go there and deal with it. Cause that's going to be a nice little, I've been playing a lot of dark tide, uh, since it's come out. And, uh, I've been like, I really want that kind of experience in star citizen where there's a mission, go complete this mission about 15, 20 minutes for you to do so kill a bunch of people deal with like, like, like tight corridors or, you know, like, like a end objective. That's, that's not just go kill these people in this bunker and you're done, you know, go, go kill 15 people and you're done. But like, it yeah. feels like you're fighting, uh, you know, waves of enemies and, and achieve, achieving a goal and coming back rather than just kill these people and come back. And it feels like that's what they're going to be doing with those platforms. Like go reactivate this thing or go kill this, this, uh, this leader who's there. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what we have I'm so excited. far. Uh, yeah. I think people, if they're not excited for three eighteen, they really should be. They probably haven't been paying enough attention to know that there's actually a ton of stuff outside of PES. Because okay. PES yeah. is probably the most boring thing that's coming in with 318 from a player-facing perspective. Yeah. Everything else is a lot of new content, a it's lot important. of new places to go, a lot of new things to see. And I, you know, I love just the, how casually it was like, oh, by the way, we're going to throw in like all the rivers for all the planets mm-hmm. on 318. They're coming in too. Uh, yeah. uh, by the way, we also multiplied. You know that whole derelict outpost we tried like two pat two point two patches ago. You know, that that's all. We're going to have like 35 of those across the space. And they're going to they, have missions. By the way, they're going to have missions. Yeah. When like, are they going to drop? Because uh, <laughs> I don't remember. But when? what is the plan for when they're going to drop uh, the limited NPC mesh so they can have guys running around outside? It's already there. Is it, yeah. is it already there? Yeah. That's yeah, why so all the, they showed those, a thing. The outposts work. Yeah, and they should okay, but that's only can... that's only like two. That's like the reclaimer wreck and something else, right? It's not yeah, the, 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 the derelict uh, outpost. Derelict outpost. See, I haven't yeah. done that mission yet. So, okay, all right, all right, all right. That's good. Because I, I, it's one of the most low-paying missions you could have like you can find. It's four th- four It's K. like four thousand. Yeah, yeah, it's like four oh. K. And yeah. it's the one that has the reinforcements that come. Yeah. I don't know if they're supposed to come every time. I think it's about twenty-five percent right now for me, mm-hmm. and it, I'm not even sure it's by design that way. 
or if it's just a bug, you know, if it's yeah. a feature or a bug. Um, but when they do show up, it does get interesting. Oh, they're there. They're just, they spawned in under the planet and can't get up. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of yeah, bugs, that's fair. <laughs> let's, let's start with you on this one, Cal, for this one. Cause like, we'll end, we'll end with this kind of the, the warning section. <clears throat> new players. There's a ton of new players who came in during, uh, during IAE, something like a hundred thousand new accounts were made in, in, in just IAE. Um, yeah. So are this month alone in November, it's a hundred thousand account, new accounts. So that's a lot of new people. So with people who are brand new to star citizen, who've never heard of <clears throat> 318 or did they, they just, their first experience is IAE. What would you set them up for, for, for 318? If they're going into the next patch, um, what would you warn them against or what would you prepare them for, for 318? Atira, we'll start with you on that one. Goodness. Why? What a loaded question to yes. ask. <laughs> so I, it's what I, so I, I tried to get a guy, one person that I met to join and create mm -hmm. an account. And my advice to him was approach the game with patience and grace because you're going to, you know, and, and try to laugh at some of the things that you see, right? Don't, don't get angry that something's happening, right? Like, you know, when you get like the, the dystopian horror monster where your body starts looping around on itself. Have you ever seen that one? Yeah. And yeah. You, you twist all up and you're like a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Just laugh. Yeah. Right. Just laugh. Right. It, it happens. Um, if it 30 K's just kind of nod your head, shut out your, 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 your launcher, restart the game and, and try and get back in. Right. You just have to approach it with a little bit of patience, a little bit of grace. Cause yeah, expect a buggy mess. Mm -hmm. Expect it. Right. It's going to happen. You're going to see texture screw ups. You're going to see, you, you know, you're going to watch. I don't, they may have fixed this particular bug, but you know, we were doing a box mission, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I set the box down and it right through the planet, gone. And I was like, oh. I was like, hey guys, uh, yep, uh, mission's over. They're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, <laughs> box gone. Box just clipped through the planet. They're like, oh, I magicianed okay. that box right out of this ship. It's delivered <laughs> to the, the core of the planet. So, yeah, that's just, you just have to know, right? I, it's, it's, I don't, I'm not going to tell you, well, it's an alpha, right? Well, nah, yeah, it is, but, but uh, I mean, it just, Approach the game with a little bit of patience. Know right off the bat, you're going to have problems. Mm -hmm. And just keep in mind that there are usually workarounds. You just got to figure out what it is. And please, for the love of God, if you detect something that is really game-breaking, report it on the freaking thing, on the, uh, the issue, issue council. council. The issue council, yeah. okay? And, and, and take some screenshots and then, and so that we can get it fixed. And try to have a good time because i promise if you're in a good org like ammo you'll have a good time because we're just out there to have a good time right we're not we're not trying to freaking be sweat lords we're trying to have a great time and that's what we're going to do so all right night cop same thing advice for new players and i'll be right back no worries um atira stole like a lot of my good stuff so i guess karma um <laughs> Yeah, I would. I 
the the thing I see all the time with the new players, and you know, I worry a lot of them are going to get discouraged with the wipe with three eighteen. And they always, I see in the global chat all the time, like, how's the what's the quickest way to make money? What's the quickest way to get to that next ship? What's the next new ship I should buy? And my strongest advice for new players with three eighteen, those are the wrong things to focus on in this game state. What yeah. you want to do is you want to just put yourself out there and say things like, who needs a crew member? Who needs, like, who's willing to, like, take me along and show me how to run bunker missions or derelict missions or show me content that I can... Because not only that, but when you do that, they're going to teach you the bugs. Because when a bug happens with a senior player, a lot of us have, like, oh, that's a bug. Don't worry about it. There's a way around it. I'll get you through it. I know you're stuck in an elevator or it feels like you're stuck in an elevator, but I can get you out. I got a way... You know, or I'll give you the advice to, you know, backspace with all of your equipment already off of you so that you can re-equip it when you reappear in the station. And they'll give you all the really good tools, uh, like, uh, you know, setting your spawn points appropriately and all. So if you're a new player for 318, um, expect there's going to be a lot of new bugs. And the best way to deal with those and figure those out is with friends. I can't stress it enough. Make friends in this game. Put yourself out there in global chat. Uh, I know there's a few trolls here and there, but for the most part, like you're going to find there are a ton of people who are going to be really inviting and say, "Come on, you can you can be a gunner my ship." Uh, I'm always I'm, like I'm ready to onboard a new player at every time. Like at the moment I see new players in global chat, I get excited because onboarding new players is probably one of the most fun things to do in this game because you get to be there for their wow moments, and this game is filled with wow moments and there's going to be a lot of new ones coming in 318 with all the new points of interest all the mm. new rivers like that a lot of senior players are probably going to be having some like wow moments and i mean senior players by the way i'm not talking about atira and his age i mean like people that have been playing oh. star citizen for a while jesus there i just wanted goes. to clarify there it goes I just wanted to clarify. wait for it wait for it all episode <laughs> Oh gosh. When the plebs shoot back. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh I I will I will add to this in terms of like the, the, the new people, because I also want to clarify because it's important to clarify because I'm sure so this is being recorded for YouTube. So when, I'm sure someone in the YouTube comments, when I said 100,000 new players, a bunch someone, someone was typing out that not actually players. Yeah, it's accounts. Yes, I know it's accounts, but. The point is, if there's 100,000 new, new accounts, that's a lot of new people. Because if you look at it comparison to the number of people who, um, the number of accounts that were made even last year during IAE, it's like three times the number. So it's, it's bonkers how many people joined during IAE. Uh, so yeah. You can see it in global chat. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I yeah, always yeah, gauge yeah. the amount of new players by what I look at in global chat, and it's the same questions that always come up, and you can just I, immediately identify. How do I spawn like, my ship? Yeah. Or, or, oh I yeah. Orison. This is my favorite. My starting point is Orison, and it's like, well, that's a new player for sure. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you know, it's like because no no player no. that's been playing this game for the last two years puts their starting point in Orison. Hell no. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, you see that, and you're like, ah. Poor thing. I will guide you. I will help you out of that hellhole of an atmosphere that you yeah. weren't, that you're not ready for. It's one thing when you know about it. It's one thing when yeah. it's like, hey, this is immersion because it's a gas giant and it's going to be a long trip in and out. And I can prep myself for that if I ever want to go to Orison 
But when you're a new yeah. player, you're just probably you probably get 20k up in your you know your cutter <laughs> that you just bought, and you're like, it's been 10 minutes. What, what am I flying in the wrong direction? Am I traveling to the core and it's a bug and this just looks like I'm heading to space? I don't know what mm. I'm doing. Somebody yeah. help. And I feel for them. And I, I just I want them to know that all you got to do is put yourself out there in global chat. I don't want to say nine times out of ten because you know with the added player counts, we're getting a lot of more trolls, at least a larger percentage of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I see a lot of that. You know, how do I, you know, get my ship? You know, people are like Alt F4. You know, hold down back, <laughs> hold down back that. space, and it summons your ship. <laughs> and it's like, ah, come on, guys, come on, do man. That. I yeah. did see someone in the comments say 318 Orison will be the best starting point. I agree. If well, I think it'll be it'll be they it'll reduce be equal, the it'll be equal if they get Gen 12 scene renderer in, mm. right? Yeah. Because you know if you're you know, not everybody's running a, a, a you know, a 30, 90 or whatever, you know. Yeah. You know, so I, like right now, my computer is six years old and it's a laptop. And I get actually very, actually very few of the bugs that I see people talk about. And I don't it's know why. Of your age. I know. I know. I know. Gosh. What you don't know is that in the living room, I have an old 1960s cray. No, um, but it, it's. But but so my old that was your one year old birthday party present right there. It, it was <laughs> no fiftieth. I was already fifty by then. The oh, um geez, my bad. Yeah, uh, the uh, but sometimes I mean it just it yeah yeah forty ninety yeah you just got to be patient. There are tricks too, right? So if mm -hmm. you can put the game for you new players, right? Put the game on an SSD. Put it on an M.2. If you have a solid state drive, you'll immediately see better performance. You know, there's there's little things like that, right? There's definitely if you keep the settings, like I keep my settings on medium, and I I do okay. So oh, actually, uh, hey, uh, can I tag on real quick? Because there's yeah, one yeah, thing go. that a lot of new people know, and it sounds like despite your advanced age, you don't know. Oh, um, oh. what you want to do, what you want to do is you want to put your graphics settings to high if you have a higher end, if you have a low end GPU. Mm -hmm. I've uh, tried that; it didn't work for me. It didn't work. No, I it everything for a lot of people. Yeah, it does work for a lot of people. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, for me, in my decrepit, aged machine, it just adds a lot of purple everywhere, flickering purple. Oh, okay. I did try that. I did try that. Um, yeah, some people that absolutely works for. Yeah. Uh, I'm say, I'll, I'll, what you, I'll what you got for new people, Paul? New people? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, star, I will always say that Star Citizen is in a weird position because there's a lot to do. If you're just starting Star Citizen now, you've got like a month of just stuff to do. And every day you yeah. could do something different for a month. Yeah. And still yeah. to, 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 to accomplish the whole breadth of Star Citizen. And as us who've been so close to the project for so long, forget things like the different, like there's the, the new Black Kite mission. There's another Reclaimer mission that you can do. Yeah, there's, I like that. Uh, there's the boarding mission that you can, with the 890. There's the, um, the the Price of Freedom mission where you have to go raid a, a prison Caterpillar transport. Like there are, th those are just four space-based FPS and ship combination missions. Mm. Uh, and then there are dozens of different types of things. So... Uh, if you're new, when you're coming to 318, pace yourself. Yeah. This game is big. And uh, don't 
I would I would not recommend looking up guides on how to make money. Totally agree. Because that is going to set you back in terms of your experience. Star Citizen's a sandbox, so experience it like a sandbox. Just go do what you want. And as both of these gentlemen have said, don't expect everything to work. Do, be patient. Be careful. There's going to be bugs. There's going to be problems. Just keep keep things as it goes. And and if it gets too much, just, you know, it's okay to walk away from the game for a couple of days. As, as I always like to say, sometimes you play Star Citizen and sometimes Star Citizen plays you. Just that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, so have either of you guys, have either of you guys played the space rec- rec- reclaimer mission that everybody's dead inside and like the captain mm-hmm. is up in a yeah, yeah strung yeah, up the one it's one by our court yeah it's yeah. one by our court oh, that is just creepy and yeah. amazing oh yeah. god it makes me amazing i was geeking out on that one and we had all kinds of problems with that and i ended up dying and it was horrible but the ambiance inside that oh yeah yeah. Just empty Hulk, and you're just, oh god, yeah, these are so good. Yeah, that yeah. one's exciting. That was so much fun. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of ambient storytelling, which is why it's important to kind of take these things slowly. Um, and the other thing that I would suggest people to do, especially if you're new to Star Citizen, you've already purchased the game, don't bother your friends to buy the game. Don't do it because you're likely, especially if you're really excited about it, and you want to push them in. A lot of people are not ready for Star Citizen as it is. You could be. You should. You, if you bought the game and you've already played this, you, you could be. But there's not everyone is really ready to go. You really have to judge the people you, you bring into Star Citizen very carefully because of all the problems. Um, finding people in-game is not too difficult. Bringing friends in is a lot more difficult. <laughs> oh, geez. So, everyone yeah. wants to push their org on you. Yeah. Hey, join ammo. Yeah, you you totally. Yeah, I was gonna say you just did that earlier. You pushed your org on literally three hundred plus people watching Paul. There you go. Hey, look, everybody, everybody, everybody wants to give you me, your org, including, including me. Including me is gonna push their org on you. Join Emma. Yeah, everyone, oh. join Emma. Right, that's I'm just not, the way. I'm gonna lie. I say that, and I'm in his org. I'm in his org too. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, well, we have a great time. The the point being, there's plenty of people in the game that will play. You can find and hang out with. You don't don't necessarily yeah. bring your friends in. Because the, uh, Star Citizen fans are like vampires. We're, we're like joy vampires. So, yes. so when we see a new person come in, if you're the new person, you're coming in, you get to get, know the game. Um, you want to wait until the game's a little bit better so that when you you can go, oh yeah, my friends can come in because the game's in a little bit better state and a little more stable and there's a little more stuff to do. You want to be there to watch them go, wait, what? I can land anywhere? Yeah, like the the, those those sorts of like moments of are you yeah. shitting me? This is a game. This this, this yeah. works. That kind of thing. So that's one of my favorite things about the game. Is because it's what I did. It's mm-hmm. what I did when I got onboarded. Uh, the person that onboarded me actually was in chat earlier. Uh, Robin Blitz. Um, mm. They were, they originally I'll never forget because I downloaded the game uh, and it was during an Invictus week and they showed up uh, because I originally got on on the game and I, I started out in Lorville it was before mm-hmm. Orison. Um, and I trying to find my way to the train station and that nightmare, you know, for the first time when you're a new <laughs> player and you're alone. Yeah. And you know, it, like I'm 10 minutes in, I'm lost. And I was like, well, 
I, there's no map. There's nothing. I don't know what to do with this game. Uh, supposedly it was a space game, but all I see is the FPS side, which looks pretty. It was looking pretty. And I was like, I'm done. And then I, they talked to me, you know, a few days later and like, you got to try it again. I'll, I will, I will come in the game and I will, I will give you directions and get you to the hangar and all that kind of stuff. And they showed up in their C2. And that was my first, that was my first wow moment. The moment I came oh, yeah. out of the elevator into the hangar to see their C2. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that is huge. That's your spaceship. And he's like, yep. And I'm, and then it, it got even more wow factor when I was like, well, how do I, how do I get in it? And he's like, I'll put down the ramp and then you just come up the ramp. And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do once I get in the ramp? Cause I'm expecting like, you know, an elite dangerous style. Like I got to hit a butt, hold a button and I'll pass out and wake up in, you know, the co-pilot seat or whatever. And it's like, no, no, no. You're going to have to take the ladder from the cargo bay up to the, you know, crew decks and stuff like that. And then you're going to have to go to the cockpit. And I was like, this is just really cool. The moment you see the interior of a C2 and just the, the wow factor of that. And, you know, he's taken off while I'm messing around in a ship. And I was like, where's the load screens? Said you were going to go to a planet. I'm still messing around. I'm laying in your bed. I'm laying in your bed, ruffling your sheets with the sheet technology that will one day <laughs> exist. Like I, I would be doing that right now. Uh, and he's like, we're on our way. We're, we're in hyperspace. And I was like, that's not a load screen. He's like, no. And that's when I was like, okay, I reevaluate yeah. this game. <laughs> this is so, something like nothing else. And, and you want, I would say you want your friends to have that at that moment, but yeah. I can almost guarantee you that 318 is not that time. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah, I didn't so mean to sell really, it. That's didn't a mean really, to sell it early there. Sorry, guys. That's a really big moment. I had a tiny moment, right? I, we went mining. We had like an org mining event. We had like 15 people out doing escort, scouting, and, and actual mining. So we had like five or six prospectors and then like another like five to 10 guys running around doing stuff like gardeners and stuff. And I had never used the surge uh function yeah. and there's a video at the very end of the video you're just like i hit this thing he goes go ahead go ahead and hit surge and i hit it and i was like whoa <laughs> like you're just like yeah. that tiny button push and the result in mining was so freaking cool and i was just like my eyes just got i was so excited by that it was just really cool so there's there's big moments there's small moments and all of them if you let it new players Right, you can really just kind of fall in love with the the adventure, and that's yeah. that's really what you got to do. And don't let the get, bugs get you down. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. And if you're getting it frustrated, will be the little stuff sometimes too. It yeah. will definitely be the little stuff. Yeah, but if you get frustrated, like log off. Thing, yeah, yeah. I feel like the surge thing is a really little thing, but I'm not surprised that an army intel officer is really really <laughs> oh, jazzed. God, oh, really really man. jazzed by something that small. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of expected. Uh, right, I'm gonna but, I'm gonna knife you in game very soon. Just know that you're gonna in wake game up. in game chat in game and YouTube in game. and in Twitch in, in game. game. I said in game. Yeah, yeah. I said in game. Yeah, you yeah. did say in game. Oh gosh, it's gonna happen. If I never make it back on the captain's table, I do want somebody to you know casually <laughs> worry though. <laughs> Remember that moment. 
Uh, I think I think we're going to end it there and move into the question and answers because we have thirty questions to, to <laughs> answer because we've been we've been talking and hanging out and that kind of stuff. So uh, if you did enjoy this, make sure that you're checking out. Oh, I was also going to plug this: the Armchair Generals and Admirals podcast, which is with Atira Kale, Nightcob, and Tree Zero Three Eleven. He put you um, first. <laughs> know your place, scrub. <laughs> He's got an A. <laughs> He's also an officer. You got to kiss up to the officers, right? You know, uh, uh, yeah. you got to train the officers. That's what you got to do. Look here, pleb. Go back underneath to your little chief's mess. The, um, fine, the fine china has to be set out now. For, for yeah. if you want riveting conversations like that, make sure you check out the uh, the, the armchair generals, uh, admirals, and generals <laughs> podcast, where uh, the, the, all three of those those gentlemen are uh, uh, current slash former military. Uh, military, uh, you were in, you're in the army and uh, Nick Hobbs in the Navy and, um, trees uh, and Marine. trees in the Marine was a Marine uh, is a Marine. I'm sorry. Is a Marine. Well, he was a Marine. That. Now he's a Marine. Always a Marine. But he's, Marine uh, always he's Marine. But now he's, now he's army national guard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, 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 uh, medical. So, uh, you know, paramedic. So, yeah, I saw something about if you have burning sensations for the questions and stuff like that, you got to save that for tree when he's on the show. Yes. That's yes. not neither one of us are Corman, so <laughs> I could definitely do that one. Yeah. Um so uh, check that check that out. There are at least three episodes of which I've watched zero of them, so I gotta go watch yeah. them myself. Um so okay, go well. go check them out um as well if you want that kind of perspective on things. And if you enjoyed this, make sure you check out Captain's Table uh, live. If you're watching this after the fact, we do this on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, come on down and uh, ask your own questions for the future. And very lastly, if you are watching this on YouTube and you're like, oh, I want to watch this question answer session. Well, don't worry, because right above Atira's head is going to be a little link. You can click that link and you can go straight to the question answer session, which is already live for you to enjoy. And like I say every time, hope to see you someday in the black.